From COK Studios in Carrie Johnson's Jacuzzi, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider an analysis of the summary of the Mueller report that was submitted to the Justice Department last week. We'll also consider how social media is polarizing the country. And we'll consider that what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving a special pre-chewed and low-sodium early bird menu for our older customers. Come in at 3 p.m. for happy hour. OMG McFlippies, flip in some senior flavor, neighbor. And listeners like you. Well, not exactly like you. I mean, you've never done anything for us. Now, Doug Templeton, on the other hand, that guy's great. He supports us like crazy. Be more like Doug, you cheapskate. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The House Judiciary Committee has scheduled a vote for Wednesday to authorize subpoenas for the full version of special counsel Robert Mueller's report on Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election and potential obstruction of justice by President Trump. That announcement followed Attorney General William Barr's statement that Congress and the public would have to wait until mid-April to see a redacted version of the report, which was submitted to Barr by Mueller on March 22nd. Barr's letter describing the report says it does not establish that President Trump and his 2016 campaign conspired with Russia. The report also does not come to a conclusion about whether Trump obstructed justice as the investigation proceeded, according to Barr. Opponents of the president were justifiably unhappy with Barr's treatment of the report, while Trump and his team were quick to hail the report as a complete and total vindication of the president. But it remains to be seen if this is indeed the case. Joining us in the studio to discuss the findings of the Mueller report are international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl Melissa Reynolds and legal expert Martin Wexler, who has worked for the Justice Department. Thank you both for being here. Hey! Hello. Melissa, what were your immediate takeaways from Barr's summary of the Mueller report? Ugh, boring. I mean, it was super lame. His letter about the Mueller report was like a major anticlimax. I was hoping there'd be some juicy nuggets about Trump or his kids colluding with Russia, but it was a total snooze fest. I mean, where was the stuff about the PP tape? Oh, it definitely was a bit of a letdown. Uh, you think? Perhaps the subpoena will allow for a fuller examination that will yield more details. This whole bar letter thing reminds me of when my friend Sabrina and her boyfriend Pete had some big fight over Sadie's last year. Everyone thought it was like an epic breakup because people said Pete had been flirting with that slut Vicky Thomas, but they didn't even break up. And the fight was just about whether Sabrina's dad could come pick them up or if they should go with Devin and Caleb to the after party at Jessica's cabin. People made a huge thing about it, but it was totally overblown and super boring when we finally heard the real story. I can see that. Mr. Wexler, what is your assessment of what we know about the report as a legal scholar? Well, I I disagree with Melissa. I mean, it has been just fascinating. I mean, so many facets. I I could barely contain my excitement as I read Barr's statement. It was the climax of so many long months of waiting, and I was spellbound by it. 
Felt like a small boy on Christmas morning. Uh, yeah, if your family gave you the suckiest, lamest presents ever. Would you consider a pencil case or some tube socks lame? Uh, yeah, gross, duh. I suppose we have different definitions of lame. What do you think of the Democrats' plan to have Barr hand over a complete version of the report, including underlying evidence? I'm, I'm overjoyed. I mean... Mueller clearly and explicitly did not exonerate the president, and we we must see all the evidence for the American people to know all the facts from the report, and then, you know, like, make a proper judgment. Ugh, if they release the whole thing, I bet we'll all just fall asleep. I mean, they're just going to redact all the juicy gossip anyway. It's like someone telling you part of a secret and then saying, oh, no, I can't tell you anymore. It's such a tease. I hope Democrats are able to give the people what we want. I'm positively vibrating about the prospect of seeing a fully non-redacted version of the Mueller report. Perhaps I can get Robert Mueller to autograph a copy of it for me. That would be something. He signed a photo for me once many years ago, but unfortunately the signature ended up being redacted. Oh, bummer. I told you that they redact all the good stuff. I suppose we'll just have to see how the Democrats choose to proceed in the next few months. Thank you both for the time today. No prob. Thank you for letting me share my excitement with you and your listeners. That was international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, and legal expert, Martin Wexler. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to social media. If you've spent any time on Facebook or Twitter, you know that it's the opposite of a civil space. Regular conversations often turn into public, insult-laden brawls filled with low blows and vile threats. It's a problem that's polarizing the country. Joining me to discuss how to become more civil on social media is Twitter's super user and blogger Cameron Tyler. Welcome to COK, Cameron. Thanks. You're on social media all the time for your blog, and you write about and analyze all different social media channels. What can we do to create more civility across all these platforms? Well, I think that people on social media tend to get sucked into the nastiness and feel compelled to fight back when they feel strongly about an issue or an idea. I know that I've had many Twitter and Facebook wars over the years, and I feel bad for my behavior. So why do people lash out and get so worked up on social media? There's a growing body of research that suggests social media can have addictive qualities, just like a drug or a gambling habit. You get a charge when you post something, especially if it gets a response. The more responses you get and the more intense the responses are, the more you want. I know that I used to be absolutely obsessed with going back and forth with people I didn't even know. It was bad. You seem to be less involved in that now. How did you manage to change? That's a good question. Uh, question. Sorry, I just I just got a tweet. See, I'm I'm still a bit of a Twitter junkie. Anyway, anyway, I encourage people to put down their phones and discuss things in person. Social media isn't the best place to solve the world's problems or for debating difficult issues. When it comes to tough topics, 280 characters, hashtags, and memes are not enough. Try having constructive debates over coffee or a meal instead. Won't those just turn nasty as well? Cameron? Sorry, sorry, I just, sorry, I just respond to this guy. He didn't like my tweet about the Georgia abortion law decision. Just, just a sec, okay? What? I asked if in-person debates like the ones on social media fare any better in terms of civility. 
Yes and no, but I think that we need to realize that we can't just demonize people we haven't met. Ah, this stupid guy. Ah, he's some anti-abortion turd. Hold on. Take that, butthole. <sighs> I should just block him, but whatever. Anyway, we need to have face-to-face -face connections so we really listen to people and don't just resort to name-calling. I see. That makes sense. Oh, really? Oh, oh, well, that's just great if you want to live in the 1950s, buddy. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Now he's sending me messages on LinkedIn. Just give up, Travis. You know I'm right. God, this guy's the worst. Last week we got into it about the NRA. Well, maybe you should just ignore it. Well, you know, I should, but I just got such a good comeback for this bag of crap. Hold on. Are you sure that you should be doing Shut it? up! Don't tell me what to do. Just wait until I snap this misogynistic jerk a picture of my butt. I think this is getting a little out of hand. Do you want one too, Connor? Not really. Well, then just back off. I'm allowed to have my opinion, and if your opinion is stupid, then you'll hear about it. Well, I don't think that's how opinions work. Look, don't at me, okay? This is the problem. We need to have civil discussions, not all this anger and animosity. If you'll just wait here, I'm going to go to the bathroom and snap this guy my old brown eye, and then we can talk about how social media can fix the problems it has created. You know what? I think we're good. Thank you for the time today. That was Twitter super user and blogger Cameron Tyler. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins. Congratulations to our friends from ESPN Sports Yell, Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator, who were able to avoid coming to blows over their March Madness brackets this past week. We know how heated you two can get over your brackets, so we see any NCAA basketball show that doesn't end in fisticuffs as a very big little win. Kudos also to Robert Mueller, who will be able to enjoy some of his hobbies now that he has completed his report on President Trump and Russian interference in the 2016 election. You'll soon be doing puzzles, playing cribbage, and baking bread while the nation watches Trump avoid consequences yet again. Well done on a two and a half year long Big Little Win. Tell us about your Big Little Wins by posting on our Facebook page or sending us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always visit considerournowledge.com or follow us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. If you'd like to download the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Just wait until I snap this misogynistic jerk a picture of my butt. I think this is getting a little out of hand. Do you want one too, Connor? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sure who that is, but I don't think he wants one either. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>